Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another Corn Fed production. Episode 29 of the Corn Fed Sports Entertainment Podcast, October 7th, 2019. Timmy, my friend, good to have you. How are you doing? Oh, I'm ready. Hey, happy uh, belated birthday for Thank you. Hope uh, you got a little wild on what, the 30, oh, man, 33? No, 33. Jeez, getting up there. <laughs> getting too old. Ooh. Hopefully by 40, uh, we're doing this for a living, huh? Uh, it, we better be. If we're still doing this in your basement at 40, we got issues. We got to graduate. Yeah, but like I said, welcome back. Um, let's touch on those polls that we laid out on the old yeah, Facebook couple, page. Yeah, a couple big polls out there. Yeah, um, we had the college football slash NFL poll, which that resulted in about 60% of our uh, fans voted that they enjoyed college football more than the NFL. What it's do you think about no that? No surprise there whatsoever. We're in a place with no pro team. Hawkeyes are king around here. Iowa State's big. No surprise whatsoever there. Yeah. Would you – if we were like in, say, Florida, do you think it would have been – See, I think Florida still would have been college. Yeah. They're yeah. south. I think the south is more college. I think you go out east, you get into Boston, New York. Think about their college football team. They don't have anything. Pittsburgh, maybe. Boston College, Pittsburgh – Pennsylvania. New York doesn't really even have a team, I don't know. Yeah. That's, Rutgers. That's interesting. That's all Patriots, Giants, Jets. Out east, you're going to be big NFL, I think. Yeah. Whereas Midwest and South is definitely college football, I feel. And then Texas, they like it all. Yeah. Um. So I'm, I take it you voted college football. For sure. Team. Yeah. I love, love me some college football. Yeah. I, I love college football. I voted NFL just because – I think the overall play is obviously better because they're mm-hmm. more talented and professionals. Yes. But, I mean, you can't go wrong either way. something about the pageantry and the, I don't know, the excitement. There's just something about college football that just isn't there for pros. Yeah. No, I get it. So. And then we well, got a, a, what, we got another poll rolling right now. That's that's super close last time I checked. Yeah, let me uh, pull up the official results on that one. The old Casey's, right Casey's General Store, they, uh, they actually commented at us and uh, trying to, Get them to share it on their page. I, mean, I was running around Target screaming when I saw that they commented on this. <laughs> I was very excited. Well, you know how many uh, likes they have on their page, right? Quite a few, I heard. Uh, half a mil. So, yeah, I'll take that all day. Yeah, if they like. And there's nothing more Iowan than Casey's. So. No, straight Iowan. I'll take that all day. I think we got, what, four more days left in the voting? And I think Bacon was just barely ahead here. last time I looked. Um about like 56%. Yeah, we got 56 to 44. We have 66 total votes right now. 37 for bacon, 29 for sausage. Yeah, so it's it's getting up there in the old votes. Um, Make sure you share that. We want to get as many eyes on that as possible. Uh, You know, we want the best possible voting for sure. And I think it's going to come down to the wire. I'm trying to – what did you vote? I voted sausage. So you and Shauna and my wife all voted sausage. Yeah. You're all mistaken. <laughs> but I, I like sausage or bacon a little bit, but I just feel like they put too much bacon on no. the Casey's pizza. Mark Mark Jesse knows what's up. <laughs> he has the bacon. Going through the voters, huh? Yeah, I'm going through. Mark and Sarah for sure know what's up. Your dad, Brad, definitely knows what's up. <laughs> yeah, there's some smart people out there. Yeah. So. But congrats to them. Make sure you vote. Um, got a like I said, a couple days left of that. Um, we'll share it again. You guys share it. Uh, let's let's try and get over. I'd love to get over 100 votes. That'd be yeah. awesome. Yeah, uh, we're gonna holler at Casey's bug Casey's <laughs> a little bit more. Hopefully they can share. Try to get them to block us, but hey, you never know. <laughs> yeah, but yep. To do to see all this, make sure you follow us on our social media pages. I actually changed some of our handles this week. I don't know if you noticed that. Tim. I did notice that. They're actually. I was not consulted either. <laughs> they're actually like all the same now, though. Did you know that? Did not notice that. So our Twitter is at Corn Fed Podcast One. Why the one? 
just because we there couldn't. Is a corn-fed yeah. podcast too out there somewhere? That well, they wouldn't let us just have corn-fed okay. podcast for some reason. But our Twitter is corn-fed podcast one. Our Instagram is corn-fed podcast one. Our Facebook is facebook.com slash corn-fed podcast one. And our blog website is cornfedpodcast.blogspot.com. And we have a YouTube channel too, I believe now. Yeah. And is that cornfed podcast one as well? How uh, do people find that? Just go to your, uh, you know, everybody knows YouTube, obviously. Yep. Go to YouTube, search cornfed Inc. should pop up. Okay. Um, we'll share that on some of our pages here uh, yeah. tonight, probably maybe tomorrow. We've got some videos up there. I think we're going to post every, that's honestly a little more easier to do than actually a blog. Blogs are hard for me because it takes time to. Yeah, but I can definitely throw some YouTube videos up there without. Oh yeah, I mean you could just be walking down the street, and I mean especially uh, especially watching a game, you have a result and want to share what you're thinking. Oh yeah, bingo right there, <laughs> that baby. Happened a lot. Yeah, that's so I'm excited about that. Um, moving forward for sure. Yep, definitely so, see some more of that. Yeah. Um, anything else you really want to add no, before let's we jump into it? Hop into rapid minute tonight. All right, let's let's go right into it tonight. For sure. So, we got only got two rapid minute questions tonight. Uh, we're trying like to us. no. I think it's it's kind of it's good when we get only a couple, then we can get on to the main uh, meat meat topics, For I guess. Sure. So, I mean, we got the weekly uh, crazy sports story back tonight. Yeah, you want to um, start with that? Yeah, I will. Um, I know you know this one. You've seen it a million times. Um, it's one of the craziest incidents in all of sports, if you really think about it. Um, obviously, you know who Randy Johnson is. Sure do. <laughs> <laughs> the big unit, one of the best pitchers of all time. Um, he actually mid-game hit a bird. It's unbelievable. That was just flying, happened to fly through the strike zone Destroyed and it. killed it. Like it, I don't even know if he. I mean, he obviously killed it, but it blew up into like a million. Oh, it pieces. looked like you looked like you threw like a feather pillow or something. Yeah, but he was with the Mariners, I believe. I believe so. Yeah, spring yeah. training game, I believe. So, and obviously, one of the big questions I've heard people say about this is what was the ruling on the pitch do you know what the ruling I was Tim? do not i would assume it had to be a dead ball and correct no correct. pitch it or says called a ball no they called it a no pitch no pitch you said it's ball. the most most famous no pitch call of all time yeah <laughs> just destroyed it the ball was ruled dead as well as the bird, oh, the bird was, <laughs> i just remember pete was all up in arms about it because they thought he did it on purpose but oh there's no way you could do that on purpose like, it was it was legendary so that was in 2001 okay so it's been a while that was awesome. Do you did you watch that live by chance? No, or? I did not. It was a spring training game, and I did not. But I remember seeing it all over the sports highlight shows. Just destroyed that bird. Yeah, that poor bird did not know what hit. I mean, him. that I don't think could ever happen again. In the no, I don't years. think the bird even had a clue. Like it was dead on impact. That's probably a 99 mile fastball, peaceful death. Anyways, oh yeah, for sure. Just flying off, boom. <laughs> so one hitter quitter. Oh for sure. That was awesome. um, oh, just the feathers. Just woo. Like and it just doesn't even look real. No, it it's got this white bird. It looks like a just a cloud of smoke. Yep. You see a bird flying and then cloud of smoke. Unbelievable. But what uh? What do you what do you got for your? Okay, crazy so my story? story is I found this little guy named Eddie Gaydell. Eddie Gaydell played in 1951 for the St. Louis Browns. He was three foot seven inches tall. What? Yep, he was hired by Browns owner. I'm trying to find out who hired him. He was three foot seven, and he was hired by the Browns just to um, pitch hit, pinch hit. He was told not to not to swing, so just try to get on base. Just go up. He had one bat in his career. He took four balls, walked, and was pinch run for. Never played again. His number was one eight. 
His actual <laughs> number was one no eight way. on the back of his jersey. What year was um, this? 1951. The owner was quoted as saying, if you swing at a pitch, I will effing shoot you. I have a high-powered wow. rifle aimed at your head, and I will shoot you if you swing. <laughs> he later, a sad note, Eddie Goodell was beat to death about two years later outside of a ballpark. Wow. And died. But, yes, he three foot seven, did not swing the bat, took a walk. He retired after the game. The Browns owner wanted to keep him as saying he could get an intentional walk whenever he wanted it because you can't throw to someone who's three foot seven. But no, it's like impossible. But that was his claim to fame. So I just thought that was kind of a I'd never even heard of that before. Smallest player in baseball. The second another story to go along with this West Wheelie Keeler was five four and made the Hall of Fame. He's inducted the, the Hall of Fame. The shortest player in the Hall of Fame. Oh, for sure. Um then there's Rob Maryville, who's five five. Hack Wilson, the famed slugger for the Cubs. Yeah. Only five six. Wow. Yeah, so that's really just really really interesting to me. Just too. goes to show that you don't have to be necessarily be huge to be a great <laughs> baseball player. Billy Hamilton, another fall of favorite player, not the Billy Hamilton, holds the MLB record for most runs scored in a season with 198 in 1894. He was also five four. How tall is uh Altuve? This is where I got this article. Altuve is coming in at just five six. Yeah. So just a tiny little man. Yeah, he's... that famed picture of him standing next to Aaron Judge is classic oh, yeah. picture. Gotta yeah. love that. So there's a picture of old Eddie. Oh, man. He's just tiny. Well, I mean, it'd be almost impossible to throw him a strike. Yeah, because you couldn't get the belt. Strike zone is basically yeah. like a, a pop belt. can. Yeah, no, you can't get there. So he walked in his only appearance. <laughs> Maybe um, he should have got some more plate appearances. Probably should have, but he retired. They wanted to keep him, but he retired. He didn't want to be used as a gimmick, apparently. <laughs> so that's interesting. Oh, yeah. Gotta love it. Um, should we move on to our next rapid yes. minute question? So, obviously, you guys know we like to do top five uh, and all that stuff. Um, we love five and we love food. Five and food, baby. But really better at this than Mount Rushmore. <laughs> that's our other go-to. So, tonight we're doing top five best fall foods. It's Great officially topic. fall. It is officially fall. And, yeah, the pumpkin spice lattes are out in full force. The yoga pants. The yoga pants. White girls. The white girl. <laughs> Basic white girl. You know, got the yoga pants, the pumpkin spice latte, and the flannel tops. They're good to go. Gotta love that, huh? For sure. So, should, should I do my fifth and yeah, go from there yeah, back and go, forth? Yeah, that's fine. That's the, another corn-fed tradition that's right there. corn-fed tradition. So, my number five. <laughs> not, I mean, it is a food, but it's more a drink, I guess. Okay. <laughs> hot chocolate. I love me some hot See, chocolate. See, I think of hot chocolate more... Fo- um, Winner. Winner, but hey. I had a hot you? chocolate today, actually. Where did you, did you like homemade or did you get it? K Star. Quick Star. Quick Star. K Star. Is that Crossfit and Casey's? Hey, Casey's, you know I love you. <laughs> yes. What do you got for your number five over Number there? five for me, this is definitely, I feel like, a fall food apple cider donuts. Jeez. I love me some apple cider donuts. You go to an orchard and there's fresh baked apple cider donuts. You can't beat them. I'll eat six to 12 of those bad six boys. Six to 12. They got a little sugar on them. Cake donuts with sugar, cinnamon. Oh, yeah. All about that world. So do you guys go to, like, apple orchards in the fall typically? Yes, or? apple orchards or pumpkin patches usually have them as well. I'm much more, of a, much more of a pumpkin patch person than an apple orchard just because there's more things to do at a pumpkin patch. Like for kids or just Yeah, there's, like, um, corn mazes and bouncy houses and buy a pumpkin. It's just much more of a kid. I don't know if I've ever been to one, either of them. Honestly. We go every year. Colette loves them. Yeah. So you and I eat a lot of apple cider donuts. So <laughs> that's a, that's a good reason for you to go then. For sure. All right. What's your number four? My number four. Tomato soup slash grilled cheese. 
Gotta love it. <laughs> I don't love tomato soup, but I love me some grilled cheese. <laughs> I would say that's definitely a fall food, don't oh, you for think? Sure. Yeah. So, what do you got for so your food? Do you make tomato soup? Are you eating this? Is someone your mom make it? Are you buying this like Campbell's tomato soup? How are we doing this? Usually, we have done like the progressive, like already just warm up kind. Yep. But I also enjoy the Campbell's where you just put put it in and pour like fill it up with milk, like can after you done. Have you ever done that? No. That's what my mom always used to do, and okay. it was delicious. But so you take the can. I don't know. It's not very big. No. Nope. Dump it in. Then you fill it up with a like the same exact amount with milk, yeah. and then dump it in and cook it. Okay. It actually tastes pretty good. Do you think your mom did that because it was good, or was she just trying to get by with some more liquid <laughs> to keep it cheap? Hey, whatever you gotta works. do, what you got to do. Like, it sounds like you guys liked it, so. Yeah. All right. Number four for me, also a soup, potato soup. Love me some potato soup. Let's be honest. Soup is probably the best part about fall. I love soup, but I love me some potato ham and soup. Yeah. I'm a big I'm, fan. Oof. Cheese and potato. Oh, yeah. Can't go wrong. No, not So that's number four for me. So my number three... <laughs> think you're gonna be a fan of this one timmy probably actually i don't know if you are because i don't know you like i know you don't like fruits a ton <laughs> holiday grapes they're back i love me some, I holiday, like some holiday grapes, grapes. you what i do like some holiday they're, grapes. they're real i did not good. know they were back they i just got some on friday okay i think that was like within the first couple of days they were back nice so. the cedar falls hy-vee is that where you purchased those gotta love the cf hy-vee pretty sure hy-vee is the exclusive home of I the think so, too. Grapes. I've never seen them anywhere, never seen else. anywhere else. Pretty sure Hy-Vee cornered the market. They're, they're always, like, the biggest grapes, too. They are too. large They're grapes. massive. So. All right, number three for me. I've talked about this food a lot on the podcast. It's got in there a lot. My pumpkin pie. <laughs> Just got a free slice from Village Inn yesterday for my birthday. Love pumpkin pie. It, it's a fall favorite right there. Top of the line, huh? Oh, it's delish. <laughs> delish. I, I can respect that. So, my number two, I don't, I don't know if a lot of people have ever had this. I think it may be. It was in my the church I grew up. It was like in the cookbook because you know, like churches usually put out oh, yeah. cookbooks oh, every yeah. every year or so. It's called cheeseburger soup. It's as delicious as it sounds. Yeah. Potatoes, hamburger, tastes like cheeseburger basically. I love me some <laughs> cheeseburger soup. But you, I've I've even known people. I you know everybody knows how much I love ketchup. But I've seen people put ketchup like on top of this. Never soup. seen that. That's a that's a very uh very Jesse uh trick. Somehow that is not surprising. <laughs> so that's a good soup though. Oh yeah. Quality. What do you got for number two? Number two over there? for me, sticking with the sweets. Love me some caramel apples. I know Eric probably does not like caramel Hate apples. Him. He had some times at High V where he had to make caramel apples. It didn't go so well for him. Him and Chef Brian were getting in on that. It was not so hot. It's literally but. like the worst thing I've ever done in my life. It's hard. It's not very. You got to jam the stick in there, and then you got to dip it and spin it. And so it's the like caramel hot. Doesn't clump, and then you got to keep warming up the caramel because yeah. caramel starts to clump. When I first started in produce, they had me do it within like the first week, and I was like, almost walked out. I was like, this is terrible. It's a horrible <laughs> experience, but oh, I love me some caramel. I mean, apples. they sell great, obviously, especially in the fall. And then you got to wrap with that stupid plastic. It's a hard job. Rocktober, baby. <laughs> Rocktober. Number one, though. I know I say this a lot about things. Old Reliable. Chili. <laughs> Gross. What? I, I'll eat chili. Just don't love it. What? So what's your number one then? Well, tell me about your chili first of all. I mean, get a little hollows in there, a little, little hamburger action. You Shauna's chili? Is that That's chili? good. She, yeah. 
Or I don't know if hers is quite as good as my mom's, but it's up there. You can't, you can't say that, though. <laughs> you can't ever top mom's food. My wife does make amazing chili. She puts some mushrooms in it, fresh mushrooms. I don't think I've ever had mushrooms puts in chili. fresh mushrooms in it, which really adds a hmm. really nice flavor to I'll it. To, I'll have to have her do she, that sometime. She does some really good chili. Hmm. Uh, number one for me, sticking with the sweets, because I'm all about sweets. One of my favorite foods, candy corn and peanuts. You mix the candy corn and peanuts together. It's delectable. I think you've talked about this before. It's so good. You you love the random mixtures too, because you what you did the jelly beans, jelly beans, and black yeah. jelly beans smashed together. Just had one tonight. Wes well, Wes hated on you for that. Well, you guys tried them live on the show, and yeah, you weren't big fans, but they're delectable. But no yeah. candy corn and peanuts. You got to have even mixture though. If you have too much candy corn, too much peanuts, it ruins it. Tastes like a salted nut roll, basically. Really? Yeah. Well, I'm. I mean, I'll. Like I'll, I said, I'll like, break a bowl next time. I was gonna say who uh whoever wished you a happy birthday on the, the Facebook page said you were the self-proclaimed food critic. So it's I mean true. I'll bring a bowl of I gotta respect it. next year, next week. It's delicious. <laughs> All right. Yeah, let's let's plan on that Those then. Are some good fall foods though. Yeah. Very I mean, those lists. Would you say if you had to this is really on the spot, it just popped in my head. If you had to rank which food like season wise is best, do you think fall would be number one? No. Do you think summer or winter? Summer. Because just grilling and stuff oh, and just, smoking. There's so and, much meats and yeah. potato salads. and grill. It's, it's the grills, it's baby. The, it's the outdoor picnics. You can't yeah. go wrong. Yeah, and then, I mean, spring is kind of crappy, yeah. let's be honest. Spring's probably the worst, I would say. What is even spring? What's in spring's foods? Try just, I don't even know, just think about getting warm, getting drunk. <laughs> like it's too warm for soups and it's not... Yeah, I don't know. Warming up to grill. We'll, we'll maybe have to research that and get back to yeah, you guys on that. I'm going to do a little research right now. It's, it's I mean, good, though. I mean, winter, like you said, obviously is like soup or fall. Soups, soups. crockpot meals. Yeah. Being lazy and casseroles. and ha- I mean, especially when I think of winter, I think of Christmas and, you know, the hams and turkeys and For cheesy sure. potatoes, beans. and Yeah, so a lot of vegetables. I'm seeing a lot of asparagus and mushrooms. Yeah, it sucks. It's just not good. <laughs> it's definitely number four. <laughs> yes, for sure. But all right. Yeah. Well, should we? Uh, As we get close to the holidays too, we'll do our top five probably Thanksgiving foods, top five Christmas. Yeah, we foods. haven't we haven't done that yet. No, but we'll definitely get into. I have lots to say on top we're, five Thanksgiving foods. We're what? We're about almost, about a month away from Turkey Day. Or a month yeah. and a half. Turkey Day's the twenty eighth. We're year. I think about a, almost eleven months in from the corn fed. Uh, yeah, we started January. Yeah, January one is when we came up with the idea. I remember. Yeah, we were started like second week of January and playoff football. I was watching Bird Box and I was like, "Hey, we should do this." The Bird Box <laughs> challenge was a big part of the first couple. Podcasts. It was. It was. But my wife actually started watching that movie the other night. Oof. Did you tell her to stop it? <laughs> I do not want to watch this. <laughs> Fair enough. But all right, should we move into the uh, meat and potatoes of the podcast? Now? Yeah. Let's all right, it. let's do it, buddy. All righty, topic number one. We're gonna talk a little Iowa. Iowa State football. Um, solid weekend for one of the teams in the state. We'll just say uh, that. Two-thirds of the state looked real good this weekend. Yeah, that, which, good for you and I. Nobody was expecting them to be we worth the right bang team, this year. So that was awesome. Yeah, oh, their homecoming week, yeah, too. And that, but, I, I, I was on TV. I watched a little bit of it, actually. The Iowa game, that's the last time I'll ever root for Iowa again. <laughs> Didn't you I say the two times that you've rooted for Iowa? Yes. So they suck? I can't remember. Oh, I think it was the Rose Bowl the other time I rooted for them. I don't remember. There was one other time I rooted for them. It did not go well. Yeah. But, but this time I was actually into it. I was really rooting for them. Yeah. Man. I mean, obviously, Iowa played Michigan this week. Um, 
A lot of things stood out, but what really stood out the most to you there, Timmy? Two things that stood out for me was Iowa's play calling was just atrocious. Abandoned the run in a single-score game. Like, that's not who you they are. They threw over 50 times, Yeah, I that's think. not who you are. Stick with the run. Even though it's not working, you got to establish. And then Stanley's decision-making. I know he's under pressure, but even in the first half, the first quarter, a couple of those passes, like, where are you going with the ball? I saw, like, right after they got the one interception, then he turned around and threw another interception. It's like, where are you going with the football? You, you know how I'm in that that text with the yeah. Chad Ludovitsky or whatever his name is? He uh, he sent me the numbers when Stanley was not pressured, so when the O-line gave him time. Yeah. But, I mean, let's be honest, the O-line sucked horrible. too. But when the the offensive line gave him time, he was 17 for 26 for 211 yards. So okay. that's really good. I mean, a lot of it, I think, second downs. Um, That's what uh, yeah. Chad said. Second downs, they were terrible. They just put themselves in – Terrible situations on third and long then. And just, yeah. So then they could just tee off on them. And they knew they weren't going to run. Yeah. They just had no fear of the ground game at all. That's just not Iowa football. No. And I don't know if that was Kirk Ferentz or Brian Ferentz or who was calling those plays, but it was not good. There was – I mean, they have, like, good spill, skill positions yes. this year too. I don't know. Just I don't know if the turnovers early in the game got them out of their rhythm or – yeah, what I mean, it was, but it just I mean, was not good. That was a huge disappointment. I mean, Michigan's a solid football team, but they're not great. If you were like, watching that been. game without the score, you would have thought Michigan was up like twenty-eight nothing the way they were passing, like they were trying to get back in the game or something. Oh, you mean Iowa? Yeah, like yeah. they were trying to get back they in the threw, game or something. Like, ridiculous amount. Like you said, they got away from what their totally bread and butter. Away from the run. I mean, Stanley's good with the play action and when it gets that run established, but yeah, I mean. You know, he's not. He is a true pocket passer. He is. Like you got to give him time, otherwise. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a struggle. And like I said, he made some questionable decisions, but the O-line was terrible. They couldn't get the running game going. And you know what really kills them the most offensively this year? Not having a great tight end or that any really sort of tight them, end. Because yes. last year, you know, they'd blitz him and he would just get Hawkinson or Fant the ball. Mm-hmm. And they don't have that type of playmaker at the position this year. But it's just not – and then the penalties too. Oh, they – It was like the second to last drive of the game yeah. where they got down to like the red zone and then they just went, went backwards. Back. And they forgot how to play football. Well, they had back-to-back holding some penalties. Of the, some of the issue was Alaric Jackson's been out since he, he got hurt like within the first five mm-hmm. plays of the first week. And they just threw him back into a, probably the toughest environment they yeah. play all year. It wasn't good. And he – I mean, even Kirk said after the game that one was on him because sure. he was not ready to go and the speed was just too much. Yep. So – and it was disappointing. I mean, they still – only lost three to ten, but if you only can score three points in a game, you're not going to beat many. many and I games. knew I told my wife was watching it was ten nothing. Like Michigan won't score again this game. I could just tell the way the game was going. Like Michigan's not going to score again. Yeah, but it's just Iowa just couldn't do anything offensively. Yeah, like I said though, Iowa or excuse me, Michigan is not great this year. They are not offensively. No, they're probably. I mean, they're a top twenty-five team, but they're mm-hmm. not near the elite team that. And they that have is been. what scares me. If you're an Iowa fan, is Penn State has a weight. Way better front seven than Michigan. If they don't figure yeah. something out, they are going to get destroyed Saturday night. Stanley will get destroyed. Yeah. They, they need, need to figure out some blocking. They need to definitely get some of their sizzle back, I would say, because mm-hmm. they just, like, looked lost. And, yeah. And if they I do mean, that again Saturday night, they will get ran over. Yeah. I mean, it was tough to watch. I it mean, was it wasn't – I mean, I don't mind defensive battles, but there was just – There was just no flow, and there was it was choppy, and they didn't look like they were prepared to play, and – the yeah. play calling, like I said, I still have no idea what that was. Yeah, if that he, was a job audition for Ferentz to take over for his dad. It was not good. No, not, not at all. good. But enough on the disappointing. Let's talk about that Iowa defense. That That's was amazing. 
That's one of the best defensive efforts I've seen in a long time. Yeah, they, it, it, uh, yeah it's just because they, like, they had to know their offense wasn't doing anything, and they still answered the bell and got the job done. Yeah. Gave the offense chance after chance. So really impressive performance by them. Yeah, I mean, especially on Iowa's first possession of the game, they fumbled, gave up a field goal before we even knew it. We were down yep. 3-0. And then they had the one big play. Yeah, the yeah, and that uh, that fre- that redshirt freshman who's actually came a long ways. He got torched in that Iowa State game, yeah. but he actually held his own. I and thought even on that part, it was just a jump ball. Yeah, I mean, like he was he in just, good position. Yeah, it's just a jump ball, lucky play for Michigan. So yeah. that was how they get their ten points. And after that, the Iowa defense didn't do any yeah. do anything bad at no, all. No, not at all. And you know, a couple of those plays, Geno Stone, he stood out to me huge. He looks real good. He's going to be an NFL player. For they sure. got a few NFL players on that defense, I think. Oh, I. Totally. I mean, obviously, Appenza, maybe Golston too. He's Golston looked really good. He was commanding that offensive or defensive front for sure. Yeah, I was just really impressed by the Iowa defense all over the board. Yeah, yeah. and honestly, they're going to need that type of performance going forward this year. Oh yeah, they're. I mean, their schedule. It, I mean, the next couple games is tough, <laughs> but then it kind of goes down after that. Um, not awful. But to be a special, to be where the Hawkeyes want to win, they're going to need to start winning some of these tough games and yeah. not just the easy ones that they're expecting. No, to win. no, I, I agree. They need to beat yeah. a Penn State or beat a Wisconsin to get to where they want to yeah, be. Yeah, I mean, that one this weekend is huge for them. What, do you, what, what is your prediction for what's going to go down this weekend? I mean, it's, I think it's going to be a close game. Um, Penn State's obviously a special team, I feel like. Um, it's going to come down to, you know, can that offensive line give Stanley time? Like, yep, I agree. Because I would say Michigan has a better defensive backfield than Penn State does. But like you said, the front seven of Penn State is really good. It's the front seven that is just yeah. – Yeah. I mean, I think I think Iowa – I think they're going to pull it out. It okay. might be a little biased, but I think they have a lot to prove. So they've got a little bit of a chip it's on their shoulder. Their big night. Especially offensively, there's going to be – it's going to be nuts in Iowa City, let's yep. be honest. So, so it'll be a good game. Yeah. I obviously would cheering for Penn State, but it'll be a good game. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's going to come down to the last. I mean, every time Iowa, I mean, Penn State plays at Iowa, it seems like it comes down to the last. I agree game. with you that it'll come if they can figure out some blocking. If they do yeah. not figure out any, if they don't get any better than they blocked against Michigan, it will not come down yeah. to the final play of the game. So is that, I mean, I've, is that more on the players or like you think the coaching staff, they just got out? I think they got out schemed. Yeah, out coached by Michigan. It was a veteran defensive coordinator over there from Michigan. I think he just out coached him. Yeah, I, well, I mean, he brought they, an array of blitzes. I they know. over they kept overloading sides too, yep. and they just never made an adjustment. Nope. And so they're going to have to make adjustments. I guarantee that's been seen on tape. And if they don't, then it's going to be a long. It could night. be a long night for Stanley, and if he, they don't make some adjustments, yeah. I mean, I mean, he moved the in from like the to the forty. They moved the ball consistently to the forty, for sure. and then they just shut down. But then they just shut down after. And that. they got penalties and eight sacks. That's, that's another thing. They have to clean up the penalties before Saturday night. Yeah, and that's not anything like an Iowa football no, team. That was the problem. Do you think that's the worst performance you've seen in the Kirk Ferentz era? Like you're an Iowa from fan. games that they were in, or like because I mean they lost to Western Michigan that time, and they've lost to that South Dakota State. They lost to you and I before, but it's, to me that was just. I don't know, all across the board with the turnovers, I mean, the penalties, the sacks. I would say for the – Just look the most unprepared I've ever seen them play. Especially, like, the expectations coming in. Like, I was so – that's the most excited I've been for an Iowa football game for quite a while. Yeah, like, exactly. So I just 
since the year they went to the Rose Bowl, probably. I just think it was a big letdown. Yeah, I mean, they definitely let. And the Rose Bowl, I mean, they got blown out. But the Rose Bowl is quite clear to see they were just out athletic. Yeah. They, they weren't on the same field athletically as Stanford. Yeah, in that game. and they might have been equally, like, talent-wise, but they just, like you said, outclassed them with that yes. athleticism. Where here, I thought they were on the same level as Michigan, if not better. Yeah. And they just did not show it at all. Yeah. But, I mean, going forward, you know, their next, they got other games, honestly. I What is their schedule? They got Penn State this week, and then they got Purdue. Which is a win. Yeah. Purdue's then horrible. Northwestern after that. That's a win. Wisconsin, which is on is the road, Is that in Wisconsin? Yeah, which is probably a That's loss. not going to be good. And then Minnesota. They, should, they should win most. I mean, honestly. Minnesota they should beat, I feel like. Minnesota's undefeated still, but I don't feel like they've yeah. played anyone. Illinois is a win. And then they got Nebraska. Which is a win. Nebraska so, I mean, sucks. if they can pull out one of those games. That they need to might, win one of the Penn State and Wisconsin. Ten, ten and two. I mean, that's a really, that's good, really good season. It's a January. But if they game. lose both of them and go nine and three without a win over a real quality opponent. That's a whole nother story. Yeah, because then it would be, I mean, Nebraska or Minnesota prize there. Or Iowa, Iowa State. State, yeah. Depending on what they do. Yeah. But, but then, or if then, if, heaven forbid, they lose one of the Northwesters or the Minnesotas, and also they're sitting at eight and four. Yeah, which. That's a typical Iowa year. Yeah. So it's really going to be interesting to see if it's a special year or a typical. Yeah. I mean, hope, I mean, obviously, 10 and two, I think, is, well, 10 and two is the real most good. realistic would that, shot. Where would that put them, do you think, in the conference race? Wisconsin's in, is Wisconsin on their side? Yeah. So they're going to have to beat Wisconsin. They're pretty much going to have to win out, I feel like, to get the – Pull up Wisconsin's schedule here. Do they – they've already beat Michigan. I mean, we pretty much have to win out, I feel like, if we're going to – they got Ohio State. Where's that game at? At Ohio State. Yeah. So that could be – that should be a loss. And then, yeah. So, I mean, it's so going to come lose. down. It's going to come down to that. I would think Iowa. that's good. If Iowa needs to win out or – yeah, they need to win out. Yeah, because Wisconsin's only going to probably lose to Ohio State or maybe us. So that'd be two losses, and then that would only put us at one. But if they if they got beat by Penn State and then beat Wisconsin, that put them at two losses and a win over Wisconsin, which would give them the tiebreaker. Yeah. So they can lose the Penn State game and then they have to win out yeah. and hope Ohio State beats Wisconsin. Yeah. Yeah, because they're on the opposite side. Yeah. So they'd be fine yeah. if they even if they lose to Penn State, everything's still in front of them. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Destiny's still. I mean, still early in the yes. year. But. And if Wisconsin beats Ohio State, then we're talking. Playoffs and the whole work for Wisconsin. <laughs> I don't but, know how great they are, but they shelled Michigan. They did. I mean, it wasn't even close. And they shredded that. You defense. called that too. Yeah, we both did. And Iowa yeah. couldn't run against that Which Michigan defense. And Wisconsin just Went ran right through down, it. So yeah. but, I don't know. Really interesting. The last thing I really want to touch on, which doesn't really necessarily <coughs> relate to the Iowa Michigan game, but it just more so relates to college athletics for sure. Um, I see a ton of titter, uh, titter. <laughs> Twitter that criticism. Titter will get you every time. Twitter criticism on the college athletes. I don't. What do you think about all the criticism that some of the college kids, especially you know they're twenty years old, all the criticism they receive? Honestly, I'm fine with it. I, it just doesn't bother me. I feel like college sports has become so big time. I still think you should pay the kids, but that's another story. Yeah. But it is such big time. California. Good for them. It, it, I feel like it's such a big. It's it's professional sports anymore. Yeah. It's I don't know. That's just my opinion. Yeah. I don't. I'm. I don't feel like you should ever threaten like anyone like pro or no. Like I, that goes way too far. But just to say, hey, that kid did not play well today, or hey, he really had a bad game. I have no problem with. Yeah. Yeah. That's no fine. problem with that. But, but to actually like 
attack them personally, then that's never a yeah. good pro just, or college. I was a little annoyed just because like people see were I didn't see these tweets that you're talking about going super after Stanley. I was like the whole team sucked offensively, not just Stanley. Do you think that's a factor of Stanley, or do you think that's a factor of the position? Position. Like I was listening on the way over here tonight. I was listening to the uh, Matt Campbell show. He was talking about. He said there's positions you cannot. You're in the spotlight every play. He said left tackle, right tackle, quarterback, and the two cornerbacks. Yeah. He said are in yep. the spotlight. He said you can't make a mistake at those positions and not have it noticed. Yeah. He said if you're at safety or if you're at middle linebacker, you can make a mistake and people won't notice it. Yeah. He said, but those spotlight positions, he said, you make a mistake there and it's noticed. And so I wonder if that, I don't know. And let's be honest, Stanley probably has the toughest uh, job in the state of Iowa. Oh, him the and Iowa Ferentz. quarterback, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Because I always remember my dad used to always tell me when Chuck Long, who's probably the best quarterback best, of all time, probably one of the best Iowa, Iowa players yeah. of all time, and he said he would he remembers being at a game and he made like a couple bad throws and people were like yelling for. Uh, Hayden to take take him out yeah. of the game. See, that's just stupid. Yeah, and it'd be stupid if someone called for the backup here. Yeah, that'd... Stanley is definitely your quarterback. You're gonna ride and die with him. I mean, he's a pretty solid quarterback. You could do much quarterback. worse. Could do much for worse. Iowa. Yeah, the state of Iowa. He's a gr- this pro is, system. And I feel like that's another thing with these fans. They get delusional. We're not Alabama. We're not Georgia. We're not bringing in five star recruits every single yeah. year. Got to develop the talent. No, and he's a great. He's stuck with the program. Been through some lows, been through some highs. I yeah, I have nothing but yeah. good things to say about him. Yeah, Iowa. You know they're gonna get those ten and two to eight and four game seasons, and then they're gonna get those outliers seven and five, six or six, and then See, twelve and yeah. zero seasons. I think Iowa is always a seven win team, no matter what. Yeah. Always a seven win team under Kirk Ferentz, and then it's what do they do with three or four games? Yeah, and this was one of those games. Can they win it to make it a special season? Yeah, which yeah, whole other topic with Kirk. I. I love the guy. Done. A, I mean, Iowa football when he took over was terrible. As an Iowa State fan, I would love Kirk Ferentz. Yeah. If we could get to a point where you could guarantee Iowa State seven wins every single year, right now that's still a good season for us. I mean, Iowa's been to how many January one yeah. bowl games? If we got to a point where seven wins was a, considered a bad season at Iowa State, I'd love it. Kind of like so, the Cubs. But exactly. that's, that's, that's going to be on yes. later in the show. So I'm, I, I'd love Kirk Ferentz. Yeah. Should we move on to the Iowa State? For sure. I, mean, I know you're – Itching to get in that. A that little was bit. great. That's that's the best I think they've played all year. It really for, for put sure. it together this week. It kind of surprised me. I thought it'd be a very close game, one score game again towards the end. Brock Purdy just kid is, is continues, he what stood out the most. Continues too. another game over three hundred yards, two hundred forty-seven yards passing, over hundred yards rushing again, four more touchdowns. He just seemed like he was a little. He's starting to stretch the field a little bit. Start, a little he was missing his field. weapons without Montgomery and. The other the receivers that they lost the draft. Yeah. And so that was hard for him, but he's starting to figure that out. He realizes he has a good defense. The offensive line is really starting to come together. Yeah. And I was listening again to the Campbell show, and he was just saying, he asked the players, what are we doing wrong? Why aren't we clicking? They said, we're not having fun. He said, they went back to having fun this week, and he said, it really showed on the field this week. I think that a lot of that had to do was they had a ton of pressure on them this year, let's be honest. They did. They, everybody was like, they're going to have their best season ever, yep. which they still have a chance to They still have a really good chance to do it. The Iowa game was a one-score game. They easily could have won that game. That was a 50-50 game. Yep, and so was the Baylor game. They were 21-20, went beating Baylor with three minutes to go. They ended up giving up a late field goal to get beat with 30 they seconds to go. They sucked the first half. They too. did suck for the first three quarters. Yeah. But they still put themselves in a position to win that game. Yeah. And, and so beat a good TCU team, beat them handily. It was never in doubt. Really impressive, really impressive on the defensive 
side of the ball. They got after I mean, the quarterback. They forced turnovers. That's that's to me, honestly, what I stood out the most was their defense. I mean, I knew, you know, just from the previous games that they have a really good defense. But yep. you said TCU is pretty solid offensively. You know, they got some athletes on that. <laughs> yeah. So, and now it's just really going forward. They go to West Virginia and go to Texas Tech next two weeks. Both games, they should win. They're better than West Virginia yeah. and Texas Tech. And that's where they're at right now. If they need to start winning games, they should win. Yeah. If they can take care of business these two games and all of a sudden get to, they'd be five and two, three and one in conference. Now you're starting going to look for Texas, looking too. for a real good season. Yeah. So, yep. And Brock Purdy, seriously, <laughs> I get told text you there that he has a chance to be the best Iowa State player of all time. The dude's a sophomore right now. And he's is he just, in the top five right now already? I would think so. What he's done already. So, I mean, this is being an Iowa fan. I, I'm gonna say. He's definitely in the top five, and then you got to throw Montgomery and Hakeem Butler and Lazard, and then probably Seneca Wallace. Yeah, all the you people. Say those yes, are the top for sure. Five. The people um, that have done recently, but he just needs to. He needs to beat Iowa at some point in his career. Yeah, can't go. He's got two more shots. He's only played him once. He yeah, did not he, play the first yeah. game. So he's got to beat him once. He'll play four years, I would assume. Got to beat. He him. blows up, which even could then, I still think he'd go four what's, years. What's his? I mean, I don't really know his intangibles. Like, what's his height? Is he like NFL? He's, no, he's probably a little short for the NFL. Which is they're kind of going away <laughs> from going that away. a little bit, but but still. he's also not as athletic as a guy like Kyler. the dude for the Ravens or Kyler Murray. Yeah. yeah, but he is just a very smart kid. He's going to complete a lot of his passes. Just makes plays with his legs. I just hope he doesn't blow his knee out or something. Yeah, he's not a big guy, so he's just got to stay healthy. But were you the one that told me he has a brother that's going to his West brother, Virginia? Actually, yeah, is that where? He, yeah. He's a quarterback as, as, as well, well, right? Yes. Brock Purdy's brother. Because he he took a couple visits there, right? Yep. But I mean, he's like, oh, I don't want to sit behind my His brother. Brother for two Chubba. Years. Chubba. Yeah. Chubba Purdy, huh? Chubba Purdy. That just sounds like a made-up name. I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> pretty sure. It he's a dual there. threat quarterback as well. Um, he's going to Louisville. Okay. Which that's a good get. He's six two hundred ninety-five pounds. Yeah. His stock has surged over the past year. Yeah. He's got yeah. some good offers. Let me pull up Brock's. He had 19 offers. Jeez. Brock. Brock had some big offers. Like like Alabama was looking at Brock. Really? Yeah. Brock was 6'1". I mean, that's – they're from Arizona, right? Yeah. Yep. So how I did, just – How did Iowa State get him, though, honestly? Purdy? Yeah. Is that all Campbell, you think? Oh, yeah. Because that – like, he was – one of their first big-time commitments, I would say. He was. Texas A&M offered him. How wild is it he's still only 19 years old? That's the thing. He's only a sophomore. He had an official visit to Alabama, UCF, Illinois, Boise State. Texas A&M. Kansas, UNLV. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, just the fact that he took it a visit. To Iowa State. And Texas A&M offered him a scholarship for the SEC. Alabama offered him. Oh, did they offer? Yeah, I saw this, the official business. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that's right there. That shows. And I was listening to the Iowa State announcer today, and he said, all too long, because I've seen quarterbacks from Oklahoma, Texas destroy us and say, how do they make it look so easy? And how do our guys make it look so hard? Yeah. Now we have a quarterback that we can say, how does he make it look so easy? What? You it's know what? I kind of get that vibe. Like, he. Kind of like how college basketball is. You got these mid-major programs yep. kind of stepping it up. He didn't want to go to Alabama and sit behind. No, Tua he would have played. 
three years and maybe only start for a year then. He wanted to go to, you know, a smaller, not as prominent school. And he, I think he, here he can play and, like, hey, he has a bad game. Like, he struggles, makes a turnover against Iowa. He's not going to get pulled. Yeah. He's not going to lose Which his Alabama, job. Alabama, he might. Exactly. Honestly. And so I just, I think that is nice for him that he's got Campbell's trust and he knows he's going to play. Especially, I mean, obviously he's probably not going to do this, but if he really wanted to, he could – you know, grad transfer at the end. Oh, for sure. If he wanted to. So I mean, he doesn't. He seems like he loves it there. So I don't know if he would. No, I think he's. I think he's for sure. But yeah. another guy, want Deshante Jones, ten catches for 110 yards on Saturday. He They're just really starting to step up, wheeling out talented receivers. There. Well, he's a transfer, so that really, really helps. So no, where's, I just, where's he from? Do you remember? I think Cincinnati. Yeah, that does sound right. So he's really been impressive, and so just continue to develop that. That'll help him stretch the field. Yeah, which so, moving forward, they definitely need that. This would be, I think, if we could get a – would this be – I don't know if this is three or four straight years. Definitely three. I think it would be four. Game. But I think it would be four straight for a bowl. Campbell's been there how long now? Campbell's been there like five years. So, yeah, that sounds right. I, think I don't think straight. they they made it in their first his first year. Yeah, I know they didn't make the first. And then the second year they made a cheap one and they won. Yeah, this is probably three because they won two years ago and then they lost last year to Washington State. Yeah, try to which was straight. probably one of the best bowl games last year. Honestly. Oh, it was a great game. Interesting fact, last thing about Campbell, Harder. interesting fact, he has never lost, or the last two years he has not lost a game in October. Really? And they won his first game in October this year, so going oh, up three course. years without losing a game in October. I mean, that's when it really starts to That's when he too. starts to get his team together. Getting so, better as the season goes on, you always want to see that. Maybe next year we could get better before the Iowa game, but. <laughs> I mean, that's a sign of a good coach, though, just improving throughout the year. I just want to beat Iowa. <laughs> Some year, maybe. Some year. <laughs> but all right, moving on. Anything else you want to say? What you got them winning this weekend? West Virginia on ESPN? Yeah, I think so. Be a close game. West Virginia yeah. gave Texas all they could handle. West Virginia is a tough place to play, too. It is. But I just think we're starting to come together. I think we're the better team. I would agree. I, I West Virginia's quarterback's hurt, and he's really started to turn the ball over, which is not good recipe against Iowa State because we do live off the turnovers. Yeah, they get so, after yeah. it. I see us winning on Saturday. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, should be a fun game. Kind of a game we need to win if we want to continue to build the program. We need to start winning these games. To on the road, the Big 12 conference play. Yep. Yeah. So, Well, you want to move into probably our most uh, depressing topic of the night? For sure, let's do it. All right. It'll be a, a doozy. <laughs> All righty. This topic could go a little off the rails tonight. Well, honestly, I've I've come to grips with it. Yeah, I mean, it's we've had a what about a, a week now? Yeah, we knew a week two. before the season. Had time to emotionally and mentally prepare yes. a little bit. Yep. So, for those that don't know, we're talking about the Chicago Cubs season yes. ending in uh, disappointment this year. Yes. Especially if you go back and listen to what episode, probably like seven or eight, nine. Tannish baseball preview. We picked up. I think both of us picked up to be in the World Series. If I'm not mistaken, yeah, I had them at like 97. Chris Bryant's the MVP. Which where were we so dumb? Yeah, I don't know. What ha- you got to change your Twitter handle now, bud. KB for MVP. What are you going to change it to? I don't know. Last year was Fire Mike during football <laughs> season. Um, Aaron probably, Jones for MVP. Probably going to go Purdy for Heisman. He's my boy right now. Probably going to go Purdy. Start the Purdy for Heisman campaign. He's talking about Brock Purdy, for those that don't know. Which next year I will be. If things continue where we're going this year, I will be hot on that train next year for fall. But, no, that's probably what it could change, too. Yeah, no doubt. Um, but, no, the Cubs. Like I texted you the other day, we should have seen it coming. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, they didn't make a whole lot of changes this offseason. Uh Theo kind of stood pat with what they were. And for some reason, we let him talk us into believing that things were going to be different when we were rolling out the same garbage that ended the season last year. 
Yeah. Um, just an older version of garbage. And a lot of those older versions did not perform very well, especially no. out of the bullpen. No. See, that's my point. I feel like the bullpen takes too much heat. Yeah, no, I would Was agree. the bullpen really that bad? Um, it wasn't terrible, Start but it year, wasn't yes, great. Yes, the first month of the year, I'll give you, it was awful. But I feel like it kind of came around. Well, more so, I don't know. I think they did pretty well, but I feel like more so in big moments, they really Craig let Kimbrough us down. Yeah, they really let us, let us down. Yep. Um, to me, it was the fundamentals, the base running, the errors. Oh, they made, I think, the most errors and the most second outs most, in the base. Yeah. Or if second, maybe. It was high up there. They were top two for both those categories. Which, and, if you're in the top two of those, you're not going to win many ball games. No. You can't be giving away outs on the bases. No, and then you can't be giving outs in the field, especially with our pitchers who aren't great. And so and the staff is old. It's old. Yeah, it got old quick. Hamels and Lester. I love Lester. He'll be forever a Cub, and he's my favorite. But he's done. I just He's done. It's kind of sad to say. It too. is, but he's done. You think he retires after next season? I, I, I'm really interested to see if they bring him back. He's got a big contract. Could they just release him, though? Do you think they'd do that? It's a business. <laughs> we, we always get reminded of that, don't we? I think Theo would cut his kid if he, he had, had to. to. Yeah. Um, so no, do you, I don't know. Do you think the disappointment really just stemmed because, you know, they, I feel like a lot of our hitters have um, not developed. Yeah. I mean, Schwarber definitely developed a ton this season. Like, yeah. Moving forward, he needs to be in the left field every single day next year. Yep. Every, and we should not trade him. I'm going to be very disappointed no. if they trade him. He, he had almost 40 bombs, almost 100 RBIs. He His average <laughs> ended up over 250 for the year. Considering yeah. he started, like, terrible. For sure. So, I mean, he started killing it. He made the adjustment, started going the other way with it. Um, well, it's just, you know, just, took took what the pitcher was giving him, too. Which he – I mean, even – you know, you're going to pull the ball hard right at somebody sometimes. Yeah, you can't, for sure. But I think he got a little too pull happy. Yep. And then he was trying to hit everything out of the ballpark and then – that failed, obviously. For sure. No, I just the whole disappointment is just developmentally, we're so far behind the Astros and the Dodgers. And you look at these teams that develop their young stars, and we're just well, that's like we've fallen so far behind. It's them, crazy. And I don't to know me. why. The Astros gave up so much prospect-wise to get Garrett Cole and some of these other guys, pitcher-wise, and they still are churning out young talent well, like it's their job. And the Astros are doing things with pitchers that no one else is. Best rotation in the league. But it's it's just not that. Garrett Cole is heads and above better than what he was in Pittsburgh. Way better. He's a different pitcher. He was Verlander, still really good in yes, Pittsburgh, he was great. but he's, he's probably the best pitcher in the Verlander's league Verlander's career was winding down in Detroit, and all of a sudden he gets here and he's Killing Cy it. Young again. Like I said, they are doing things in that organization that are so far above the Cubs developmentally-wise. And Theo hinted at that in his season any conference that we got to get back there. So is that – And we used to be the pride of the – like the – League, we were at top Arietta, of everything. When Arietta, yeah, got the development we had and stroke. our scouting, and it's gone. The Astros, Dodgers, you think some of that is Rays? They all passed us. Some of the talent, front office and management wise, has been poached. You know, one of that that one really big scout died for the Cubs a couple years back too. Yep. I remember. Yep. Um, do you think that's got a lot to deal with it, or just like the game passed them by a little bit? They they got. They got almost complacent well, think, where they were at. I think it's a lot – a lot of it's technology. Like I read that huge article on The Athletic about the spin machine and the spin lab that we got this year. Other teams that had that, for a while. The, the Ashes have already been running that. It helped. You saw guys like Kyle Ryan and stuff that really had good years, and they attributed to that about spin arm stuff. slots. Yes, and... all that stuff that we just were not doing that other teams are. And so we got to get back to that. Yeah. I think we're hiring a pitching coordinator for the first time ever. 
I really wanted that one guy that signed the Reds. With the Reds. See, yeah. stuff like that. People are doing that. We're not. Well, that's just like baseball has really gotten new age. It's the yes, a, 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 a worse word I would say is has really gotten nerdy. Very nerdy in the past, and we're three, four years not there anymore. We no. used to be the top of the nerds. Now we're and now we're not. Bottom, yeah. And so it's frustrating. It really I never is. thought we'd be having a conversation like this, but it's true. I, I want to be nerdy. It's not working. <laughs> nerdy leans to wins in baseball. It really does. It's yeah. frustrating to me. Yeah. And I mean, it feels like, I don't know how many times this year, it seems like our shifting just screwed us. We'd shift a guy. We don't know how to shift. Yeah. And then they hit a dribbler up and the And then middle. other teams shift and they hit it right. We hit it right at him. Yeah. Every. <laughs> I mean, how many times have you seen Rizzo literally hit the ball right, right at, at them? Well, that's like oh. what would Schwarber and Rizzo's Rizzo would hit four hundred. Yeah, because he hits it the same place every time. Just that right in between liner. first and second yeah. line drive. Yeah, because he only I think he batted three hundred. And the year. dude sits in right field and fields it and throws him out. Yeah, which is <laughs> he's so slow. But that man showed he doesn't know he's slow. No, he, he I think he made the most outs of anybody on the base. Him and Bryant. And Bryant's typically the best base runner on the team. I would say. So what do they got to do to get back, you think, this offseason? What moves do they need to make? I don't know. I'm hearing Mark Loretta saying we need to have more fun and be more – be more, Yeah, more schedule. Is that – I don't know. Everybody likes It's also because we start taking batting practice together. We're also going to start hitting the ball in the ballpark. I don't know. <laughs> Tim's frustrated. I'm very frustrated. I mean, it's okay. I, I feel you. It's, it was like, I don't a long think, year. Started what one and eight, and then just kind of got on top. I, I of just, it. I'll be very disappointed if our big switch is we have a manager switch, and we have a new way of doing things fundamentally. That's not going to solve our issues. It's not going to make ourselves a leadoff hitter all of a sudden. We definitely need a center field that center fielder that can lead off. Just because all of a sudden you start doing batting practices as a team and doing fielding practice, Jason Hayward's not going to all of a sudden hit three hundred. No, it's just not going to happen. I we mean, need to make fundamental changes to the roster. I would not be surprised. Like you're, you've hinted at it a lot, actually. And he's under team control for I think three more years under a cheap contract, and he's an all-star catcher. He's probably the most likely to go. He will be traded, and he has to be. I was honestly Charles the Cat. I mean, love or hate him, he was really thinking they could get Mookie Betts for him because I think Charles the Cat is smoking something. Well, Mookie Betts is only on a one has one year left on his deal. Do we really want to trade him for one year of Mookie Betts though? Unless they think they can resign him. Because they're, they're not be going to be able damn to. Re- sure, they can resign. Him. They're why well, agree, but they're not going to. The Red Sox are not going to be able to resign JD and Mookie. Mookie. No, it's impossible. But it's just my feeling with Wilson. So you could trade him, and either have the Carrot Man be your catcher, which you need a strong backup. He did a good say. job. I was very impressed with Carrot. Yeah, I would agree with that. Oh, <laughs> what is happening? You stood up before. <laughs> The mic on the ground. You see something every day, huh? Never know what's gonna happen in cornfield. Nope. So now we're not on YouTube either. No, we're still on it. Okay. I'm so confused right now. But no, it's <coughs> it's gonna be interesting. Obviously, but no, and like Matt Clapp was tweeting the other day. We see a guy like Yasami Grandal for the Brewers. Like we could trade Wilson, sign Grandal, get a haul for Wilson, and be just fine. I mean. Honestly, I think Carrot would be fine, but 
they you definitely need a strong backup with them. Not yes. necessarily better player, but just a strong backup. And so I want to talk about Joe Madden. I love Joe Madden, but we gotta get this. I think a lot of our defensive issues is Joe Madden thought anyone could play anywhere. Wilson Contreras playing right field, Carrot playing first, Bryant played all over the field. I, I feel like we gotta have some set positions. Well, that's kind of like when we had Evan on. He talked about when Hap started playing second, mostly. Yes. It's got to be some set positions. I'm fine with the bad order. That can be whatever. I mean, that's I mean, that's what the bench players are for, yes. to move them and mix yes. and match. But you can't have Carrot playing first base and Wilson Contreras out in right field. You're going to have errors if that happens. I honestly think the bench – I mean, I think they should bring Hap back. He was killing it. He came up, killed it. Well, is he under contract, right? Yeah. Yeah. But – I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they got rid of Almora for sure. Well, is anyone going to take Almora? No. Like, what? Uh, realistically, what? It, I does he still have options? Yeah, and I'd be fine with keeping Almora. Honestly, is like your sixth outfielder, buried on the bench, a. make him a defensive replacement late in games. Although he sucked on defense this year, he was yeah. negative. Well, I'm not saying he plays nine innings, but <laughs> no, I got you. You can't have him leading off. If I see one more game with Albert Almora leading off, I might throw something. <laughs> I will throw something. It just depends what. I mean, that's the thing. Like, especially like if you're gonna have guys like that, you need to have your guys that get on base one through six. You know, why? I don't know why you wouldn't automatically do that right away. Just have your best guys that get on base right in a in a row. Yeah, I don't know what Joe thought with lineup construction. That was my main criticism with Joe in his life. But I don't know. I mean, he's obviously you know this is a big topic we're having tonight. Nothing but love for the man. For sure. Needed him. Um, Greatest manager in the Cubs history. For we sure. do not win a World Series without Joe Madden. You cannot no. convince me if we had kept Ricky Renteria, we would have won that World Series. <laughs> I, I just don't believe it. No way. And I love Ricky Renteria. But it He's doing good happen. with the White Sox. He's a great manager. I saw him at the Cubs convention when he first got hired, and he was awesome. But we do not win the World Series with Ricky Renteria. You yeah. just don't. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely sad that Madden's gone, but it has time. Happen. I mean, I think he even realized it, too. You yeah. can tell, like. There was no hard feelings or no. ill will on nope. on the Cubs or Theo or Jed or the Ricketts at all. But when it comes to – so what do you think we're going to do for manager? What do you see offseason-wise for the so, players? Well, yeah, we'll, we'll kind of touch on manager, I guess, right now. First of all, who do you think is going to be the manager? I saw that so far they've interviewed Joe Girardi, David Ross. Well, they're set to. No, they've already interviewed. They've already. I knew they interviewed Loretta. They've already interviewed all those guys. Well, right? not all of them. I know they interviewed – I think all the in-house guys maybe. And Girardi probably still to come. I'm not sure we'll have to look that up for sure, but they've got set or have interviewed Joe Girardi, David Ross, Mark Loretta, and Will Venable so far. Yes. Which I actually am a big fan of. I don't necessarily think that he'd be the best hire, but I'm a big fan of Venable. You don't know much about him. He was first base coach. Um, seemed like all the players loved him. Mm-hmm. He had good relationship with him, which I feel like that's probably the biggest thing you need to have as a manager anymore. Mm-hmm. Good relationship. Um the ability to go up and connect and, you know, hey, sure. tell them what you're seeing, uh, what you can improve on, um, what the pitcher, you know, tendencies. and My only thing with the in-house guys, are they going to be able to change the culture because they were there with Matt? Yeah. Are they also going to be able to change? Well, Loretta we- was only there for a year. Yeah, but do we need someone from outside who had nothing to do with the Matt? So would you say David Ross? You agree? Like, See, David Ross is the same thing. He was right there with Matt. I think we need someone completely outside the organization. That's just my opinion. Either that Joe Girardi or Carlos. I really want Carlos Beltran. I mean, that's the game. It's going towards young managers. Young though. managers. But no, I if from who we I want Joe Girardi. 
Really? Yep. That surprises me a little bit. Big Girardi supporter. Think he'd get the job done. So do you think his the way his time ended in uh, the, with the Yankees doesn't change your thoughts no, or opinion I, at all? To me, yeah, he got hung off to dry with his time in New York. But I, to me, I see it kind of a Madden thing. His message had ran. It's, it's course. course. How, I'm looking up how long he was there. He was there for a long time. Yeah. But some one of the big uh, major criticisms about him in the New York was that he didn't have the ability to connect with the players, the younger generation. Mm-hmm. But I also – Matt Clapp was tweeting this actually. You know, they had a 3-2 uh, – one of the games that they were calling because he's calling these playoff games. Mm-hmm. It's like they had a 3-2 count. He's like, do you run on this pitch? And Joe Richardi's like, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So then he ran on the pitch and got thrown out a second. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, that's why you don't run on that pitch. But it yep. was just kind of funny. He but. managed the Yankees for nine years. That's Seemed a like long he was time. there for a, longer than that. That's even. a long time. Won a World Series with them. With Jeter and the boys? Uh, 2009. So Yeah, Jeter. So I, I'm i really a big fan of his. But that's just me. So that's your guy. You're sticking with I'm him. I'm sticking with Girardi all the way. Yeah. Who do you want? I honestly think... It's going to be David Ross. Who do you want? I'm not sure. I kind of enjoyed some of the things Loretta said. Like, just because I, myself, am kind of like a schedule type of guy, yep. if that makes sense. Like, yep. if I get off my routine or my schedule, I'm just like messed up, you know? like For sure. And like, everybody knows how player-friendly uh, Madden was. And he kind of, I feel like, kind of let them do their own thing, which... And I was hearing some things like they were coming in later on the road, and Rizzo liked to come in late on the road, and... Yeah, that's all mad. When I wonder when Wes and I went to that uh, Royals game last two seasons ago. Mm-hmm. Now I guess they <laughs> the last bus came and it was like less than an hour before game time. And Rizzo, they said Rizzo was always on that bus, mm-hmm. which I don't know how I feel about that. It's just because I mean he can do what he wants. He still produces, but that is just so. But it's out it, of what yeah. I. And he's like the leader. Rizzo. He's like the leader of the team, you know. Like he'd be the last person I would think that would be on that bus. You think he would be there like Our four hours, but five hours before? Him, but yeah. that's who I thought he was. And so that, I heard those stuff, and it really surprised me. Yeah. No, that is surprising. I would agree. But And my thing is with David Ross, is he going to allow that? He's a Madden guy. Played on a Madden. He's one of their friends. Will he enforce rules, or will he just go with the status quo? Yeah. I mean – he was definitely not afraid to call players out, though, he when he wasn't, was playing. No. So, which maybe, you know, he can keep them accountable and stuff. I, know, and, just, just, I mean, my, I, I feel like he's the favorite right now. See, I thought he was, but now, yeah, I don't think he is. To me, I don't think he is anymore. I don't know. I mean, it's going to be interesting. It's going to come down for, I mean, I bet they make a hiring within <laughs> a month. I would, oh, yeah. I'd say before Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving no doubt. No doubt. Uh, Matt Clapp Maybe before Halloween. Day. He's like, I'm just not that worried about this. He's like, this is way down there on the list of decisions we have to make this offseason. Really? He thought it was like eight or nine. Wow. He's like, there's so many other big I mean, decisions. He's like, just hire a manager and get over with it. Honestly, Madden probably didn't do that terrible of a job considering all the injuries and stuff he had no. this year. But I th- I'd say the thing that Madden really struggled with was – I mean, he's probably he. If he was listening, he'd call me out. He called the Chicago media out. Oh, for sure. Was his, is his bullpen management? Yep. He, I don't Wonderful. know. He just he had, like you all. I remember you talking this earlier. He just had a loyalty thing, like kind of a weird loyalty yep. thing, where he just like which. I mean, I want somebody that you know that's loyal. Well, and, but and I also feel like he's just stubborn. Who was the dude that we got from the Giants? Phelps. No, oh, the other dude. Uh, 
No, he's from the uh, Blue Jays. Blue Jays, yeah. Late in the season. Holland. Holland. Holland knew he could only face one side of the plate. Lefties. lefties, And then he'd bring him out there to face. He'd be like, what are you doing, dude? Yeah. Like, we know this is not going to work. That, I think that goes back to being nerdy. Like, no, nerdy knowing enough, the splits. I mean, maybe Ed starts up top, though, a little bit. But do you think Theo would throw him out there? No. I think Theo would have read the splits and not thrown him out there. Yeah. Like, I think Theo cringed. I'm sure he, he saw did. that. And then he would give up runs, home runs. It was obvious every time. But no, nothing but love for Joe Madden. The guy was – he made us cool. He really did. He made it cool to when be a it, Cub fan. When it wasn't cool at mm-hmm. all. He came in when it was not cool and made it cool to be a Cub fan. Yeah. He John really Lester does not come it. without Joe Madden. Hayward probably doesn't. Hayward which... doesn't come. No, it's just he made David it – David Ross definitely doesn't come. It was fun to be a Cub fan under him. Zobris definitely doesn't come. No. The whole try not to suck, and it was just Win a whole World series. Whole best best five years of Cubs baseball ever. Yep, the man will have a statue outside Wrigley Field. You think his uh, Madden's pose stays or whatever? Oh yeah, I think he'll so be there too. for years. I'll have to go there next time. I'm yeah, he'll get a street, the whole nine yards eventually. So he's a legend, no doubt, as he should be. But and he'll come back next year with the Angels or whoever he manages. I think I read he wants to be with the Angels. He interviews there today. I saw. I'm sure he'll get offered. He'll go out there, San Francisco or San Diego. Him with Owatani could be fun. Him and Otani and Trout, watch out. He'll he'll turn it around. He will. It's a, he I think it's a cult, I think goes. it's a culture thing there right now. Yeah, and he's he'll build a culture there. Yeah, and that's his kind of vibe, like Southern California, just laid little back, off, a little off, little uh, hippie ish. Do, do the weed. Yeah, that's just <laughs> who he is. Lay off the weed. <laughs> yeah, he just that's who he is. No doubt. Um, so, so last questions and and then we'll uh, wrap get it into wrapping it up for the night. What roster changes overall do you think we need to make if we want to get back to the playoffs and make a run this this upcoming season? Um, me a leadoff hitter. You cannot tell me we have a leadoff hitter on our team. I don't care. Can't bat Rizzo leadoff. You just cannot go through a whole season with Rizzo batting leadoff again. Do you think? I mean, there's been some reports of Chris Bryant maybe being the trade tires getting kicked around a little bit. For what, though? Someone was saying the Rangers the other day. There's nothing on their no, team I'm taking Chris Bryant for. No, nothing. I mean, especially you feel like the Cubs still are in a very competitive window. Yeah. So you, would, you wouldn't you would want necessarily prospects, you know? No. You want somebody that can come and contribute I'll right trade away. Javi Baez. I'd trade Baez before I traded Bryant, I think. I mean – Chris Bryant's done it over a long haul, and it seems like he's just been injury, kind of naggy injury the last couple yeah, of years. He has, though. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. We need a leadoff hitter, though. Yeah. We cannot go through a whole other season with Rizzo Pat and I mean, it's crazy, though. You look at the players we have, and you're like, he's a good player. He's a good player. Oh, he fits great. And then, like, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't, like, I don't want to see Hayward and center all year again either, though. I also feel like the ball's not going to be juiced next year. And so we're not going to be able to rely on the long ball. We're going to need some contact. We I were dead like last we, in contact. Oh, yeah. Dead last. We are. Swing for the fences. If it goes out, we win games 10 to nothing. And then we don't do it again for five days, and we get beat. One to I, zero. I saw a stat the other day. We scored like 60. We scored like almost 67% of our runs in like 10 games. It was just a ridiculous stat. We had like the highest run differential yeah, in, because in the sco- NL Central. Yeah, because we win like 12 to nothing. And then get beat two to one or two nothing the rest of the next five days. Yeah, it's just need more contact. 
More does, contact. Does Castellanos come back? No. I don't think so either. It's too high. And that's unless we shed a lot of this these bad that contracts. That is my biggest thing I'm looking for this offseason. Where's the payroll? Is it going to be last year where, oh, we don't have any money? We don't have any money. Or is all of a sudden Ricketts going to be like, okay, let's spend again? I don't like this missing playoff things. You and let's I go out and spend some money. You and I talked on Friday night, I think, about the rotation. Yes. Um, obviously, you and I both want badly Garrett Cole. I'd rather have if him. Anyone over- out last year was Bryce Harper, and there was split between whether we wanted Bryce Harper or whether we did not. If you're a Cub fan and you do not want Garrett Cole, stop being a Cubs fan. Shit. <laughs> That's how I feel. Like, He's seriously. the best pitcher in the league right now. He needs to be a Cub. Him, you put him, Darvish, Hendrickson, all of a sudden we have a rotation. I don't care who your fourth and fifth are. Yeah, because let's be honest, Hamels won't be back probably, and I honestly think they're going to decline Q's option. Yeah, and they'll throw, get rid of Chatwood. You throw Mills and Chatty. Lester out there and go with it. I mean, Mills was solid. solid. You throw him and Lester out there and go with it. I'd be okay with it. You know, and maybe they make a splash at the trade deadline or get some. Sign Garrett Cole, Rendon. Rendon, that's Okay by me, bro. I want Rendon bad. Sign sign that. Put Horner at second base. Bat him leadoff. Put Rendon three, Bryant two. Does does Bryant play center then? Right. Honestly, if there's a a best. Right or right. If there's. Hey, we're in center. Chris Bryant would probably honestly be the best option at leadoff. Just think about this lineup. You got Nico, then Chris Bryant, then Rendon, Rizzo, Baez, Rizzo. You got Schwarber. You got Holt coming in at six, and he's crushing the ball. Then you got Willie coming in at seven. I don't even know who bats eight. Hayward, Hayward bats eight. <laughs> yeah, and he's thrived low in the and order. And you throw out there the rotation of Hendricks, Darvish, Cole. Cole. Give me that team all day. I mean, ideally, if they're going to bring Lester back, he needs to be in the fourth or fifth. Spot mm-hmm. in the rotation. But and I think Craig Kimbrell rebounds. I think they're gonna get creative this offseason. Maybe make get try and shed some of these bad contracts. No, I'm not getting creative. I'm just going out and signing Gary Cole and we're going to just <laughs> We got the money for it. Put four hundred million on the books. <laughs> Call it good. I want Rendon. Bad. Cole or Rendon, who if you could have one. Probably how old's Rendon? Cole's gonna be thirty, but he's obviously World, other, no, but is he bringing his? World. Is he bringing his Astros juju with him, or does he become pirate pitcher again? Because he's got to bring that sticky stuff that he has in Houston. Honestly, I think I'd. I don't know. Rendon is a grinder. We don't have very many. Twenty nine. Rendon is. Yeah. So they're like the same age. Let me pull up Anthony Rendon's stats. He's a grinder. He might win the MVP. He had a six point three point WAR this year. He batted three nineteen with thirty four long balls. Yeah. He's a 290 hitter. And he's a grinder, though. He gets on base. He takes pitches. He smart player. Drove in 196, 26 runs this year. I think that was tops in the league. Yeah, it was. Man. 44 doubles. All I can say is I'm excited for the offseason. Excited to see what happens. This is the most excited I've been since 2015 offseason. Early offseason last year. I thought we were getting Bryce Harper. I was very excited about it. Nothing happened, though. Charles the Cat. We signed. Led me along. We signed that one relief pitcher that got booted. What the hell was his name? Now he went to the Mets. Justin Wilson? No, we signed him and then we kicked him off the t- DFA. Oh, <laughs> I forgot all about yeah. him. Yeah, it's not even worth the time of day remembering his. No, name. he was horrible. <laughs> he could literally <laughs> not get anyone out. <laughs> so, um, I'm looking up Charles and see if I can. Does Charles have DMs open? We gonna say something to him? I want to get him on the show. 
You should make your. He does not. You should maybe make your account. Uh, that throws me out. Not private because I don't know if people can see stuff when you're private. That's why I made I made mine like so anybody can see it. Oh, okay. I don't know if that makes a difference or not. But then you maybe have. That's why I like changed some of my stuff so you necessarily didn't know my full name. <laughs> Charles is still going with his. Um, his pin tweet is here because of the preferred destination of you, Darvish. He was right on that. He was one. right on that one, but he was so wrong on Harper. He's saying it's Girardi or Ross. I think that's probably accurate, don't you think? Yes. Only one way to find out. Buckle up, buddy. Gonna be Can't a, wait. Gonna be a crazy off season, I think. Yep. So, well, should we wrap it up for the night? For sure. All right, let's do it then. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in on episode 29. It was a blast. Hey, real. Oh, this was a great episode. Sorry, it was so depressing towards the end. Yeah, I got a little bit on the ramp, but that was expected. Yes. Especially talking about the old cubbies. I thought it'd be better, but it's... Still haven't uh, calmed down from the... No, haven't healed. <laughs> Hopefully by uh, spring training, right? First day. We'll take careful first, probably. You got your uh, your boy Greek Freak, though, this season to hopefully help with some of the pain. Oh, I can't wait for some Greek Freak. Couple weeks, bud. And just about a month here, the crushing Hawkeye or the crushing Cub loss will be replaced by crushing Iowa basketball losses. <laughs> Which is... It's very the same thing. It's similar. Very, it's very similar. similar. They'll get your hopes up. You think, this is the year. We're going to be really good. And then they'll crap the bed. Something. They'll and that always happens. They'll lose at Rutgers and Northwestern on back-to-back nights. And you're like... Iowa always starts like 19 and... Three. Two or yeah. You're like, here they come. And then lose Rutgers and Northwestern the same week and lose. <laughs> but... Yeah. Wait, wait, though. <laughs> Give a heart ripped out five every year. <laughs> oh. Like, like we said earlier, though, make sure to... I'm pretty excited about the YouTube channel. I'm not going to lie. You're going to see my grill up in there a lot, probably. I'll, I'll give you the info after we sign ah, off for the I'm night. excited. I mean, feel free to record whatever you want. If you see something crazy, I mean, especially where you work at, I'm sure there's some wild stuff going Oh, on great there. stuff going on at the Lou. <laughs> and I'll be in Florida this week, so I might see oh, yeah. the ocean. Just don't know. Oh, yeah. No nude beaches, though. <laughs> hey, nude beaches are the best. <laughs> But, yeah, make sure to check us out on that. Um, yeah. Cornfed Inc. is the name. I think we're going to post the information tonight on the social media accounts. Um, yeah. Anything else you want to add to no, before we wrap it up for the night? No, officially. Whoa, we got to throw the handles out, bud. Oh. <laughs> but it's actually really easy now because they're all the same. So I've been told. So make sure to follow us on all of our social medias. Post a lot of stuff. Casey's is uh, chirping at us on the Facebook page. Woo! <laughs> Our Twitter is at CornFedPodcast1. Our Instagram is CornFedPodcast1. Our Facebook is Facebook.com slash CornFedPodcast1. And our blog website is CornFedPodcast.blogspot.com. And don't forget, YouTube channel, CornFed Inc. Should be able to remember all those, right, Timmy? I hope so. <laughs> We're moving on up in the world. Try it. So. You've been officially CornFed.